Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to Generations Church Podcast. We are in our series called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude, exploring the themes and modern-day connections of the Heidelberg Catechism. Hello, everybody. My name is Scotty Hines. I'm one of the pastors at Generations Church. Alongside of me is my friend, Pastor Jeff Ludington, who is also a pastor at Generations Church. Actually, he's the lead pastor at Generations Church. <laughs> That's a lot Church. of intro, man. <laughs> Good morning. Yes. It reminds me one time I was listening to someone talk, and they started introing this guy. I'm like, you can't even fit this guy's title on a business card. <laughs> uh, what is it Mark Joskow used to say about people with a bunch of stuff after their name? He used to call them, uh, they said, they have, those people have more degrees than Fahrenheit. <laughs> Terrible, man. That's, That's a good, good pun. I love it, man. He was filled with them. That's uh-huh. for sure. All right. So we're in our series called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude. As Pastor Scott just said, we're looking at modern-day connections to the Heidelberg Catechism. If you're just jumping in today and you haven't listened before, maybe you have no idea what the Heidelberg Catechism is or you hear the word catechism, you think Roman Catholic Church or something, right? You have no paradigm for this conversation. A catechism is a way of training, a way of teaching. And all it is is a series of questions with memorized answers. It's the way we learn a lot of stuff. It's kind of the way that we try and, you know, memorize history to pass a test in school, right? We're trying to figure out, okay, you know, in 1492, what happened? Like, we're trying to memorize the thing so we can pick it up. And that's really all a catechism is. It's, It's biblical truths. Uh, that once we've learned the truth, we want to memorize it. We want to take it in so that we can, we can have, it when, you know, have it ready when yeah. we need it. We're in the middle of the, the, seri- the, the part of, that is nicknamed grace. That's what we call this guilt, grace, and gratitude. Those are the three sections to the catechism. We work through guilt, you know, sin, death, you know, that kind of thing, and, and working on our need for a Savior. We've moved into grace. What has Jesus done for us? And in the midst of that, the Heidelberg Catechism breaks apart the Apostles' Creed. It kind of breaks it down line by line. And we're in that section. So if you're just joining us today, I'd encourage you to go back, listen from the beginning. But we're in the middle of that. So you're picking up almost really literally in, in these questions and answers mid-sentence. Yeah. So the Apostles' Creed says that, that Jesus Christ, you know, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And Really, that's where it's that line in the Apostles' Creed that we're talking about today. So, as always, I'm going to read the question. Pastor Scott's going to, he's going to give us the answer. This is like a father would to a son or, or like a discipler would to a disciple. So, here we go. Question 40, Pastor Scott, why did Christ have to suffer death? Because the righteousness and truth of God are such that nothing else could pay for our sins except the death of the Son of God. In question 41, why was he, meaning Jesus, buried? His burial testifies that he really died. And finally, question 42. Since Christ has died for us, why do we still have to die? Our death does not pay the debt of our sins. Rather, it puts an end to our sinning and is our entrance into eternal life. I said finally, but I was wrong. There's actually one more question. There's two more questions today, and I'll talk talk about that in a minute. But the fourth question is question 43. What further advantage do we receive from Christ's sacrifice and death on the cross? Through Christ's death, our old selves are crucified, put to death, and buried with him, so that the evil desires of the flesh may no longer rule in us, but that instead we may dedicate ourselves as an offering of gratitude to him. I like that last sentence. I love it. Yeah. 
So there is, I'll tell everybody right now, if you're listening, there is another question associated with Lord's Day 16 or week 16 in our series. And uh, we'll get to that. We're going to do a special episode on Thursday that will come out. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that on Thursday. How about you just stay tuned and listen to it? So here's what we have. Today, we have four questions. Why did Christ have to suffer death? Why was he buried? You know, and since he died, why do we still have to die? And then what further advantage do we receive from Christ's sacrifice and death on the cross? So Pastor Scott answered these. He's talked about, you know, the righteousness and truth of God are, are, are so powerful, so, so true that nothing else could pay for our sins except for the death of the Son of God, right? So that's where we kind of pick up. And again, this is in the context of the Apostles' Creed, the line in it that says that Jesus Christ suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, right? So all those things were why we talked about in our last episode last week, right? Why suffered? Why Pontius Pilate? Now this week it's why died? Why why was he buried, right? So... It's it, imagine almost like a little kid, like you know, a two-year-old, three-year-old. That everything you say is like, why? Well, <laughs> the sky's blue. Why? You know, so you know, just constantly asking these questions, but what? not in a in a mocking or or you know, annoying way. Yeah. What do we mean when we say this? Mm-hmm. It feels like things that we've memorized. Maybe it's John three sixteen in the church, or maybe it's you know the pledge to allegiance in in, in our in the country, right? That we memorize something, and the ones we memorize it. We can say every word of it, but we don't remember what it means. Yeah. yeah. And it's good because it becomes redundant and it almost becomes meaningless. Mm. Oh, Jesus died yeah. for your sins. Well, why? Yeah. You know, like, even as a believer who believes that, think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have yourself a really good devotion. For those who, you know, some people even struggle with reading the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really understand the scriptures. Well, what do you understand? Well, now ask the question, why? Yeah. Why would Christ do that for you? You know, why would Christ, you know, why does he say that about you or for you? Same here. Why did he suffer? Yeah. Why? Well, that's important because these are important things. You know, a lot of people think that the, the gospel ends on the cross of him dying. Right. But when you read, the, you know, when you start seeing the gospel in the New Testament, it's, it's mainly he was alive. Yeah. You know, he's alive. He's alive. That was the big message that sprung life in everyone. You know, it's a challenge I give uh, Christians, especially leaders, pastors, teachers, but uh, Christians in general. Ask them, what is the focus of the gospel in the New Testament, right? And it's the focus of the gospel in the modern-day church is Jesus died for your sins. If you ask for forgiveness, he'll forgive you, and you go to heaven, right? Yeah. So we really have death, heaven, uh, and we're on that death part right now. But to make your point, I think the focus of the gospel, as Paul preaches it, as Peter preaches it, is that Jesus who died is now alive, right? Right. So why death? That's the question. Why did Christ have to suffer death? Great question. Well, the holiness of God, or that's another way of saying the righteousness and truth of God, right? The holiness of God, the the complete otherness of God can't be with sin, right? So when we sinned, so let me back up. When Adam sinned, when humanity first sinned, right? As Romans says in the New Testament, that the wages of sin are death, Yeah. right? Yeah. Adam was created again as a human to be in community with God who was sinless. It was good. In fact, when Adam was created, he said it's very good. Yeah. Right? Adam was without sin. So therefore, Adam would have never died. That's true. Had sin not entered into human history, Adam still be with us. That's right. Okay. So sin is a penalty. Yep. Right? Sin was caused by death. Imagine this. And this is not a one for one. We know that Jesus... 
uh, answers his disciples' question at, at one point where they're like, hey, so this guy's blind. Was it his sin or his parents' sin that caused him to be blind? And Jesus yeah. is like, well, it's not necessarily a one-for-one. One. Like, he sinned, so he's blind. <laughs> or his parents sinned, so they had blind killed yeah. children, right? Mama gossip, so I'm going to blind your kids. Right. Now, there <laughs> are some one-for-ones. Like, if, you, yes, true. if you're a smoker, right, and you get lung cancer, uh, I'm going to say... You did this, there's that, right? Well, that's more like consequences of dumb decisions. Exactly true, yes. right? And uh, I'm not making any grand statements about smoking or anything else, just saying there are things we do that cause things, the ramifications of it. They're very much the penalties for our decisions. Yeah. Sin is a penalty, but it is the overarching penalty for sin, you know, for sin right? The overarching penalty is death, right? Yeah. So, so Adam sins, and then Adam died, yeah. right? Eve sinned. Eve died. They had kids who were born in sin. They died. We're born. If Jesus had returned first, we're going to die. Absolutely. Like that is, you know, a kind of inevitable truth about life. We will die, it's right? Unless Jesus returns first, it's a guarantee we're I die. could prophesy in your life. You will die. There we go. <laughs> hey, I didn't know you were a prophet. That's really amazing. Just so, not sure when, where, or how. Right. Just know it's coming. But you will. There you go. So, why did Jesus have to die? So, Jesus not only had to enter into our human existence, right? That the Son of God had to become man, that he had to endure all that we have to endure. He had to be tempted like we're tempted. He had to be hungry like we're hungry. Mm. You know, he had to go through those things. He had to be betrayed like we've been betrayed or whatever. So he had to do that without sin. But the penalty he paid was death, right? So Jesus had to die in our place. And a lot of people ask this question, well, how does does one man's death cover, cover, you know, billions of people or millions of people or even... Two people. Like, how does one innocent man dying cover the sins of many people, mm. right? And I love this. It says, why did Christ have to suffer death? That's the question. The answer is because the righteousness and truth of God are such that nothing else could pay for our sins except the death of the Son of God, right? Jesus was not just a man. Jesus was and is the Son of God. So God died on a cross for us. Yeah. Death was overcoming the penalty that we've earned. We say this a lot in church, that Jesus died the death we deserve that he was innocent of, right? Yeah. That we deserved it, but he took it in our place. Yeah. yeah. Right? Then the next question is super simple. Why was he buried? His burial testified that he really died. So in the first century, as Jesus died, lots of rumors went out. In fact, we read in Scripture that they're starting to put together a cover-up. Yeah. Hey, we're just going to say that the disciples stole his body. Well, in Islam, they still believe that. Like that, you know, that he just swooned. He didn't really die. Or in other places that, you know, that if he did die, they stole his body. And so that he never really resurrected because everybody wants to get away from the resurrection. If you don't believe in Jesus, you've got to eliminate the resurrection because otherwise you really have to deal with that. Well, yeah. And Jesus, or excuse me, Paul says without the resurrection, we are to be mocked. Exactly right. Our preaching is in vain, he says. Exactly, man. So if Jesus died, why was being buried so important? In fact, there's a lot of of words given to his burial. That he's, is it Joseph of Arimathea, right? He's buried in his tomb. And and so there's a lot there. Like, we know details about the burial. Well, why? Because his burial testifies that he really died. Yeah, yeah. Right? It wasn't a, a juke move. Right. Yeah, he drank some... Didn't Jews. head fake yeah. a death, you know what I mean? And, and you know, kind of outrun that issue. Yeah. But he had to die. Well, he had to die because he had to take our penalty. And part of that is death, right? You know, really, real quick, one thing you, you pointed out, it's back, going a little bit back to 40, question 40, when, why did he have to suffer? And I, I think two things, too. Um, 
we always look to Jesus in our sins, but it also shows the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. That God is that holy, he requires this much of penance. Yeah. And, you know, and there's only one person that could have accomplished that, which was his son. And it also points to um, the depth of our sin. Mm. You know, those things yeah. can humble us. I like to ask why. We, I mean, we talked about that recently. Mm-hmm. And seriously, how do I put myself in that context? Because I want to make the most of my life out of this and, mm-hmm. and personalize it. And um, to me, I always find great comfort in that. But also, um, not well, I find great reverence. It really humbles me before God. Like, man, this was the penalty that needed to be paid for just disobedience. Yeah. I mean, let's break it down, brother. Just disobedience. He ate a, right. a fruit that he was told not to eat. Right. The repercussions with death, murder, envious, all that crazy stuff that followed. But really, it started with disobedience. And I like how Romans yeah. put it with the one man's disobedience. You know, we were condemned and through one man's obedience, obedience right. life. Such a beautiful um, observation of his death yeah. and burial. So, you know, you, you say something making it personal. When we think about parenting, okay, so far, you know, let's say a kid does something bad, he, you know, Steals something from a store. Yeah. Steals back a gun from a grocery store, right? Yeah. It's not the end of the world, but it is theft. I mean, that's a big deal, right? We want to want to make sure that's not okay, right? But he doesn't deserve to die, <laughs> right? Like you're you're like okay, there's a death penalty on you know on petty theft, right? Uh, there is. He caught twice, man. There's a sixteen, two, and three in the pen for sure. But you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're you're you know, it, it it's not. It shouldn't be a death penalty. But we gotta understand when we look at everything in our world from cancer to war mm. to you know addiction to uh, man everything we look at all that's wrong in the world and all of that started with one man's disobedience to god and death is a right penalty for misleading the entire world yeah. right and so we have to come to the conclusion that either uh that we have to die and that we have to be separated from god in eternal death right? Hell, that that is the penalty for our sin. What overcomes that? Well, then an innocent man, the son of God, God in flesh must die. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I don't even understand how Jesus, who is, uh, who is creator God, right? Who yeah. is there in creation. The Bible says, all things that were made were made through him and nothing that was made was not made without him. Like yeah. it, it kind of, loops itself around to make sure you understand Jesus is part of every bit of creation. How is the God who created everything, how does that God die? The God who exhaled and there was life. Right. The God who spoke and stars hung in the sky. How does God die? But that's what was necessary is as complicated, as complex, as hard to understand as that is, God in the flesh, Jesus, the Son of God, had to die that we would not have to be separated from God forever. It seems like we don't have a full understanding of what death really is mm. uh, to begin with. Right. So there's a great question in question 42. I think it leaves the it leaves the Apostles' Creed for a minute to ask an, applica- an application question. Or maybe it's not as much as an application question as a, like, hey, while we're at it, <laughs> I'm curious, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of one of those questions, right? So since Christ has died for us, why do we still have to die? Yeah. And you, you gave the answer already, but that our death does not pay the debt of our sins. Jesus did that, yeah. right? But rather, it puts an end to our sinning. I like that. It's incredible, yeah, right? I, so I, if Jesus' death covers our sin, 
yet we're still like you know no matter how hard i try i'm not going to probably make it through today without failing you yeah. know what i mean yeah like in thought in word in deed or something i'm going to fall short of the glory of god probably in the next five minutes yeah. right i mean i just you know did. i hope I, I hope i'm doing better than i was last year but let's just admit yeah. lots of flaws right for sure what will stop that if i am not going to be perfect in this life if i'm not going to be holy like jesus completely holy with a wh right holy completely totally like jesus as long as i'm in this flesh well then of course i need to get out of this flesh yeah. right and the, the only way we get out of this flesh is death yeah so why do we still die because that death will put an end to our sinning and that inaugurates really our perfect life with christ moving on that's great so question 43, man, I'm going to button it up with this. Button what further advantage do we receive from Christ's sacrifice and death on the cross, right? Yeah. I asked that question. You said Christ's death on our, of our old selves are, through Christ, excuse me, our old selves are crucified, put to death, and buried with him. So that's our old selves is a, is a sinful nature, right? Yeah. That's a spiritual conversation. Yeah. Through his physical death, a spiritual thing takes place, Right. And bear, that our, our old cells are crucified, died, and buried with him. So now that is us, in a way, imitating the language of the Apostles' Creed, that our old natures are crucified, that our old natures are dead, that our old natures are buried with Christ. Like, this sounds a lot like Romans, the language yeah. we use around baptism, that you die to the flesh, that you arise in Christ, right? Yeah. So the evil desires, the, question, the answer goes on, of the flesh may no longer rule in us, but that instead we may dedicate ourselves as an offering of gratitude to him. So here's what it says. Why do we have to die? Well, that puts an end to our sinning. But while we're alive, while we're still in this flesh, one more benefit, it says, of the crucifixion is that the, it, evil no longer rules us. That the spirit inside us, the, the new heart the new mind that Christ has given us, the new us, our new selves, are now there because Christ has crucified the old nature. I love that, man. I love the, the, just the ability to know that through his cross and through his work, man, that the evil desires me no longer rule me, mm. you know, and uh, I can devote myself and uh, stay committed to devotions and feed that spirit and, and continue to uh, glorify him and honor that passage where Peter says, you know, be holy for I am holy. And he talks about us you yep. know, responding to God. Man, saints, I hope you're encouraged by that. What, a, what, a, what great questions to ask, to observe, and to talk about. And so I hope you were encouraged. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Generation Church podcast. You know, every Tuesday we release a new guilt, grace, and gratitude episode. And we also have some special episodes coming up over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, I believe those drop on, no, they do drop on Thursdays. So uh, be encouraged by those as well. If you like what we're doing, we would really, really appreciate a review and a share. And again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Take care. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at ginfamilychurch.